You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 96, The Spring Checklist. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. It is March already, Steve. Yes. Wow. It was actually March last week. It was kind of weird. It was, <laughs> it was uh, I don't know how many days February has. Remember, I thought I had the date yeah. wrong because it was the first. But yep, yeah, it's uh, 2021 is just flying by and well, we're what, just over a year into this whole COVID thing? Yep. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, we're doing spring checklists in this podcast, so hopefully we're coming into summer and this COVID stuff we can put behind us. Except in Wyoming, we're still in the winter. Well, yeah, I mean... (laughs) There's no spring here. You, uh, (laughs) yeah, you you seem to think that there's never any summer, but, but literally speaking, there's only about... And I know our listeners have heard this, and they're like, why do you guys live there? Well, because we love it. Yeah. But there's only about six weeks, four to six weeks in the summer, where you can actually grow things in a garden because it doesn't freeze. Yeah. And that that starts in July. Exactly. So it's we have a short window for summer, but... Hey, fishing's almost here. I know, you're ready. Oh, you're, it's just... You're super ready to go yeah, fishing. Yeah, I had shoulder surgery last year, and it kind of messed up my fall. Yeah, the whole thing got kind of... I didn't get a whole lot of fishing in last yeah. year. I'll oh, you'll make up for way. it this summer. You'll make up this summer. And what we're talking about today is the spring checklist. So what is the spring checklist for people who haven't heard you talk about it before? So I'm going to have to ask you a question because I don't ever remember this. Is this something they can sign up for? On no. The, okay. <laughs> what is no. it they can sign up for? We wanted confused. to make the fall checklist, but we have a mold investigation checklist that they can go to CNC Contractor Services 
dot com and sign up for. And they have there's a mold fact sheet. Yes. Because when I schedule those, I know the, those two names. Yes, but those two. Yes, okay. they can sign up for and leave their email address and name. Okay, so this isn't a document that you guys can get, listeners. I wasn't sure. Um, I, I couldn't remember. We, we always talk about what we should do we put on the website, yeah. and I never remember. Yeah. So. But if you're listening to this podcast and you want to jot things down, grab pen and paper and yep. take notes. Yep. So it's something we, you know, uh, this is episode, what are we on now? 90. 96, almost to 100. So we we obviously did this last year, so we're going on a couple, what, almost two years maybe? Yeah. So, um, but anyhow, our listeners that have been listening from the beginning... We do this every spring and the fall. We do the fall checklist. So, you know, it's just a list that for our listeners, you, everybody likes checklists. That's what you told me. Oh, yeah. So people love check to-do list. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I don't like them personally because <laughs> I feel like I'm being told what I have to do. <laughs> but, but people like it. So, and, and it's it's from a, it's not all mold perspective. It's just from a home maintenance perspective. You know, last week we talked about the uh no it wasn't last week it was a couple weeks ago when did we talk about the new book two weeks ago yeah a few weeks ago yeah. okay it wasn't last week because last week was uh do i recommend people but anyhow it just covers things that people should be looking for and it, it, it kind of my whole purpose of it is just like this podcast to educate people and i want people to listen to this and go yeah i have not checked my crawl space for i don't know how long so it's just something that people, I guess we can just light a fire under their butt is the best way for me to say it. Yeah, that's the best way to look at it. I love that idea. So what is in the spring checklist and about what time, depending on their geographic location, because if they live in Alaska or Wyoming, it might be different. Right. When should they do it and what tools do they need to do it? So I try to, because daylight savings time is is coming up in March. And it seems like it gets earlier every year, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Isn't it? Kind yeah. of it's, it's it is really weird because, like you said, we're we're there's still snow on the ground. It's snowing. Yeah, it's I still mean, winter here. Yeah, it's it's not time here to do this <laughs> spring checklist. But my whole point is is then I I say this in the fall, like pick like pick something like daylight savings time if you're in a warmer climate. Pick you know. I, I don't know. I think I would say around here, you probably do your checklist in like May. Maybe probably. After. <laughs> I would think so, May or June. <laughs> after Mother's Day or yep. something like that. So just just pick a time that you you just always remember. Most people correlate daylight savings time with checking the batteries on their smoke detectors. Yeah. So just do the same thing with the spring checklist. Just because it is <laughs> March 8th, we're not telling you to go out and do this right now because where we live, you can't do that. And so. at the same time, if you're in Phoenix, you probably want to do this before June and it's a hundred and something. Well, degrees. I would assume in Phoenix, probably about this time of year is probably good. Yeah, probably. It's 70s. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's... when did We went down there one time, I think in April, and it was close to 100 degrees. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm thinking in Phoenix, now is probably a pretty good time exactly. to be doing it. But you know, it it doesn't take long. It's just like I said, find out like every whatever the the week after Mother's Day or whatever that just kind of clicks in your head. That's when I would say to uh, to know when to do it. Now, what tools do people need, or do they need tools to do this? Well, you need your ladder if you need to crawl up on the roof. If you're, I, I 
once again, I deal with people that are like, no, I'm deathly afraid of heights or I'm not crawling up on my roof. Pay somebody, put the ladder up there. Don't crawl on the roof. Just at least go up to the top of the ladder and look. Um, a good flashlight's always handy. I always use outlet testers all the time. We, uh, we had a, just a, kind of an ironic incident where we were having issues with the septic system. Well, the heat tape wasn't working. And come to find out, it was the GFCI breaker was blown. So your little outlet tester really helps. So flashlight, maybe an outlet tester, your wheelbarrow, whatever you need. Um, trying to think of what else you would use for, for this kind of stuff. Well, you mentioned a humidity gauge in one of the previous episodes. Is that part of a spring checklist or a fall checklist or no? No, so humidity gauge, there's, you know, I have, and us mold professionals, we have humidity meters. That's something that's portable. We take around, we, you know, check different rooms. Um, We have moisture meters, whereas a humidity gauge is kind of like a clock on the wall. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, you can take it around with you if you want. Yeah. But I guess my point behind that is, is, our listeners should have those things. Already in place. Yeah, like okay. in the bathroom, uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, as far as tools, I mean, pretty much, you know, they're, I wouldn't say tools, but materials. Have your 9-volt batteries to, cha- to change out the smoke detectors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a furnace filter, which you should be doing every three months anyways. But as far as tools, you don't really need a whole lot. Nice pair of gloves. There you go. So, gloves, flashlight, ladder. Yep. Then you're good to start this. So where do people start with the spring checklist? Outside is where I always recommend starting. From an inspector's point of view, I always like to look at the outside first. And and the reason why is, is let's just say there's missing shingles right here. Mm -hmm. I see that outside and then I I carry a little notebook around what I do. You don't all have to. Not everybody has a terrible memory like me. But just, you know... Just know that where those shingles are missing, right here in this room, you need to make sure that there's no water stains. Exactly. So that's why I do the outside first. You know, if the grading and drainage is flat and you have a basement, you know, maybe right where it's flat or maybe there's a little hole or erosion, you want to make sure in the basement that the carpet's not wet or things like that. So I always start with the outside. Check things, like I said, like your roof. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're checking your grading and drainage, which shouldn't change, but you never know. Uh, things like your hard surfaces. So that would be like your driveway, sidewalk, brick, grout, things like that. Be checking those areas for cracks. Okay. Check around the windows. Make sure there's no big gaps between, let's say, the window trim and the siding. Things like that. That's what I would highly recommend. On and don't you have year. a Udemy course that walks people through... Checking for cracks and in, in um, gutters and your roof. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we we actually have a course that is a do-it-yourself home inspection. So that's it would cover it in that and do-it-yourself uh, mold inspection, and Perfect. both of those cover those. Perfect. Because you actually show the pictures and what you're looking for, mm-hmm. and so if somebody's listening and they're like, I don't know what. What size crack? What am I looking for? Go to Udemy, sign up for Steve's courses because that will give you the pictures yes. and the breakdown of all of it. Yeah. And it's, I think the courses are like $30, $35. They're not yeah. expensive. Not at all. And once again, I'm terrible at this, but didn't one of them, we didn't, or both of them, we created checklists, didn't we? 
I'm pretty sure, yes, as part of the homework assignments. Yep. Yes. So, and you also covered attics. You yep. covered attics and basements yeah. and crawl spaces. Yeah, I cover... So, the the mold inspection, you know, obviously is more around mold. I'm not telling you to test windows or anything like that. Whereas the home inspection, I'm telling you to test windows. And the, the purpose of the home inspection one, because some people will be like, well, why would I do that? Well, if you're looking for a home and you're... More or less, the home buying per process, you don't hire a home inspector until you put a home under contract. Yeah. Well, that course for $30, it teaches you as you're literally walking through homes with your realtor or your wife or whoever you're looking at, husband, significant other, whoever you're looking at it with, you can spot things that, I guess, more or less that you know, yeah, there's a mold issue here. There's a foundation issue. Like, you don't even put it, you don't even put it under contract. Absolutely. Does that make sense? So, yeah, it really gives you an advantage if you're looking to buy a home. Yeah, yep. yeah. And you, you more or less are not wasting the money for the home inspection either, if that makes sense. Absolutely. To find out you don't want to buy it. Yeah, so. so it saves you time and money. So from the exterior perspective, they're looking at the roof. They're looking at grading and drainage. They're looking at the hard surfaces. They're checking out windows. Yes, yeah, so you can check... From the exterior, you know, check the windows, make sure they're not cracked, make sure, you know, a lot of windows these days are double pane, some are triple pane. Um, some homes have storm windows, which is a totally different, you know, it's on the exterior of the wall. But anyhow, look for things like that. If you have sump pumps, mm-hmm. some sump pumps are like in the corner on the outside of the foundation. So it'd be like right over here Yeah. versus sometimes in a crawl space, they're inside, sometimes they're in a basement, but check things like that on the exterior. And then once you've done all of that exterior looking, you get down from the ladder, then where do you go inside? The first place I would go after that is either the crawl space or the attic. Okay. That's where I always, I would always do, and if it had both, then I would do the crawl space and then I would do the attic. And so what we were talking about earlier, so the attic, you know, we found missing shingles, you know, above the office area in the attic. You want to be paying attention there for the subroof, so you're looking up. But then you're also looking at the insulation, which, you know, normally can be hiding any mold issues. You know, you want to make sure that that, that insulation's not discolored because it got wet. When when insulation gets wet, it's discolored. So look for things like that. So my whole point is, is whatever you saw on the outside that could trigger an issue on the inside, make sure you pay a lot of attention to those areas. So then you do crawl space attic. What do you do after you inspect the crawl space in the attic? At that point, I, I typically go to a mechanical room. Okay. And, uh, you know, test the water, all that kind of stuff. Then I run all the plumbing fixtures, you know. We're, we're kind of, this. I'm kind of explaining more as far as an inspection, which is, you know, you can do all this in your spring checklist. Um, but we do like a flood test. What I mean by that is, is if you're on a septic system, even if you're not, it's very handy. Like you, you turn on the tub, let it run for a while, put it on cold water so you're not wasting um, the, the water heater's uh, energy source. Uh, also, you turn on like a sink or something like that. And what you're trying to do is flood the system, meaning you want to make sure that your drainage system, whether it's a septic tank or it goes into the city sewer, it's operational. So I do like the major things. I turn on the furnace, stuff like that. And then, you know, beyond that, that's when you start with the checklist stuff. You know, check the smoke detectors. Um, you know, you want to be making sure that like in the mechanical room, you're looking for mold. The, the purpose of this checklist, just like an inspection, 
like you want to be looking for things like you, you know whether it's really your home or not even if a, as a renter like you want to make sure that you're not seeing new cracks in the the walls and things like that so that cracking would indicate moisture intrusion okay so you're definitely looking at that how long i mean obviously you're going through bedrooms you're going through bathrooms you're looking at each of the areas are you using the flashlight in each, each room yeah so the fl- the flashlight, which is it, really interesting, when I when I do inspections, <laughs> I leave the lights off on purpose, even in a oh. crawl space, because well, you've seen my flashlights; they're little higher dollar ones with LED bulbs. Mm-hmm. You can you can spot a lot of water stains. That's that's really what you're using the flashlight for. Okay, you're trying to spot water stains and cracks. Um, you know, to look behind the water heater, things like that, where you can't see real well. But I. I prefer the lights to be off because I feel like I can see more with the flashlight. So I'm assuming flashlight under the sink, yes. in the closets. Yes, and under the sink, you're looking. So you're going to turn on that sink. Okay. Let it run. You can test the hot water if you want and then go back to the cold. But let's say it's the kitchen sink. You're going to turn on the water on the left side of the sink. Let it run for, you know, 10 seconds. Go to the right. Do the same thing. And then get underneath there and make sure, you know... Are under the sinks, probably like most people, there's a lot of stuff there. Mm-hmm. But it's not enough that you can't just pull it out. But, you know, pull out whatever's in there and make sure, look at the drain lines, and then look at the water lines and make sure there's no water okay. on the on the floor of the sink. Make sure they're not leaking. Like the water heater, another good thing, too, once a year, it's always recommended to, to drain your water heater. Oh, okay. And, then, and the reason you, you do that is because of sediment buildup. So what happens if you think about a tank, you know, you see this mug here and just think of it as a, a as the water heater. Over time, sediment starts to build up or calcium. And so this 40-gallon or 50-gallon capacity turns into like 30 or 40 gallons. Oh, wow. Okay. So if you drain it, you know, obviously you shut it off, whether it's gas or electric. You just shut it off and then there's a little, little thing at the bottom of valve that you just screw a garden hose into and run it outside and drain it. But that's never a bad idea to drain your water heater every year. What about changing up filters? Yes, so furnace filters we kind of touched on. You need to change those out every three months. So you, if you're only doing it in the spring, like right now, yeah, you probably don't have very good air quality. Okay. So make sure you're doing that. The longest you want to go is every three months. Okay. You you shouldn't be changing. So there's obviously a window there. What if you have to change them out like every three weeks? There's something going on. In your air quality, you shouldn't have to change them more often than probably, I'd say, eight to ten weeks. So every eight to ten weeks. Is that the same thing with AC filters for air conditioning? So what you have on a, a it all depends on the system you have. So if you have what's called a HVAC system and it's split, that's where you have a condensing unit on the exterior of the home. Mm-hmm. And it there's enough, you, sh- you shouldn't have to maintain that. Now, okay. in the fall, you can cover that up with tarp. But there's nothing there you need to really maintain. Now, you, you do need to look down in there and make sure there's not a bunch of leaves and debris because there's a fan in there. Okay. But as far as the AC itself, the only time you'd have to monitor those filters is if you do like we do up here in Wyoming. Okay. Where you put something in the window. Yeah. Because yeah. where we live, we don't. Most people don't have a Central, AC. Yeah. 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 So then you don't worry about that. Uh, what about ceiling fans? Cleaning them, checking them, uh, the like what we have up above that door, cleaning that. I mean, are those parts of the spring 
Checklist. So, so what you're pointing out, because obviously our listeners can't see that. So what that is, is it's a, it's just a vent. It's a louvered vent above the door, and that's for air circulation in the home. Okay. Uh, ironically, I just talked to a client yesterday, and I explained it to him, well, him and his wife. It's, homes are somewhat pressurized. So that's why you have those vents there so the air can circulate throughout the entire home. Okay. Homes that don't have those vents above the doors, they have the door itself has a gap at the bottom so that air can circulate. Oh, okay. So, you, I mean, if you want to clean those, yeah, by all means, you can clean them. Now, ceiling fans, uh, we just switched ours the other day. Then we switched it back because it was making a weird noise. But anyhow, your ceiling fans, you're supposed to change uh, the rotation on it. And I'd have to be in a room with it. But obviously, in the winter time, you want it to be spinning so that it pushes the hot air back down. Yep. Whereas in the summertime, you want it to pull the hot air up. Okay. And those those of you that, that do this, those, those blades get nasty, dirty. And they do. On the ceiling fans. So, and that... That's a spot where, uh, depending on the type of mold that's that's in the air, Stachybotrys, which is the black mold, toxic mold, mm. it's a heavier, stickier mold. So it, it tends to, if you shut that fan off, it would stick to those fan blades. So make sure you keep those clean. So definitely keep those clean. Anything else on the interior that people should be doing for the spring check? So we covered like the plumbing fixtures. Uh, the, like I said, cracks, water stains you want to be looking for, and then uh, change and test all your smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors. And I think I've covered this before. I've shown it to you. You've seen me use it, actually. If you're going to test your smoke detectors, you need to use what we call liquid smoke. Yeah. And it's a spray that we use. You just barely spray the sensor. Don't hold it very long. Then set that alarm off and then I just use my hat to to air it out so it stops but that's how you should test a smoke detector and the reason why if you push the button you're overriding the sensor and you're making the audible alarm go off so you don't really know that it works is what you're saying yeah you you're just you just know that the sound works ah i see okay you don't know if the the actual sensor the detector itself for smoke does that make sense yeah that makes that i mean makes you can light a match or or something, but okay, that's so a liquid smoke they would need. That would yeah. be another tool they'd need. Yeah, or that. when you're saging, you can... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can set Using the alarm off, just put it up by there. Put it by there. Because no. then you know you know the actual sensor works. Exactly. So does that make sense? Hey. If, you're, if you're pushing the button, you're forcing it to work. Yeah. And so you want to make sure that you test the, the actual sensor. Now, I think a lot of people who are more lay people like myself, the biggest question they're going to ask after you explained all of this is, how long does this whole thing take? <laughs> Uh, like six hours. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you should be able to do a whole home inspection in, you know, three or four, depending on the size of the home and, and what's wrong. But it, you can make it take as long as you want. And when I say that, in in all reality, if if you're to go do what I suggest, you know, you're not doing a full home inspection. You're just checking the roof and grading and all that. You literally can do it in a half hour. Okay. So it's not that long. Okay. I mean, it just sounds that long. But it can be. I mean, we, <laughs> it, it, but we covered a lot of stuff. Yeah. And it, if you were to do an actual home inspection, yeah, it would take a lot longer. But on the other hand, you know, it's it's 
like maintaining your vehicles. If you change the oil and maintain vehicles, they last a lot longer. It's the same concept with your house. So if you're going to spend more time... You're going to get more out of it. You're, you're going to get way more out of it. Okay. So then what's your call to action for people? Just take five minutes, literally. Five minutes on the outside, five on the inside. So that's ten total. And just walk around your house, check for defects inside the house, walk around, look for water stains, and write down whatever's going on. And, you know, come up with just two or three things that you can take care of. There you go. Ten minutes. Flat. Yep. And it, you know, once again, it, this isn't on our website for the checklist. So, But do go to our website and sign up for Mold Fact Sheet and Mold, mold Investigation Checklist. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Sign up so that you get Steve's emails because they're great yeah we just i send out an email every other week Mm -hmm. i don't blow up your email it's i'm for the most part i mean i'm not i'm not a good salesman i'm sure listeners know that i'm not trying to sell you anything i'm giving you just tips like i do in our podcast so absolutely it's it's nothing that i'm not going to blow up your email it's just i'm one of those people i hate it i hate getting junk mail and this isn't junk it's vital education on how to prevent mold in your home right and it in that, though, I actually do cover. I don't give you a checklist, but I actually go over the things, the important things that we just talked about. Absolutely. So, so people that don't like to write notes down, they can actually, they can see that email. Yep. So go to cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for either the mold fact sheet or the mold investigation checklist, and you will get those emails every other week. Yep. All right, everybody. Happy spring at some point soon. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.